Ready to light that fire by doing the things that make you come alive? Welcome to Health Razors, a podcast for wise women. I'm your host, Dr. Nadine. I left a soul-crushing medical career full of bad news and evolved into a joyful health integration coach, helping hundreds of women find their healthy. You're more than your dress size. Stop putting up with toxic relationships, swallowing your true emotions, and sacrificing your mental health. Stop using your body as a battlefield. You're always giving. You deserve to put yourself first, not just for your sake, but for those you love. Wise women, let's make ourselves a priority right now. It's time to raise some health together. Happy New Year. Let's start 2024 with a new perspective on self-care. In today's episode, we'll explore the power of investing in ourselves through enjoyable, mindful, and sustainable practices. As we begin a new year filled with adventures, it's the perfect time to prioritize our self-care. By embracing practices that nurture our well-being, we can have a joy-filled, sustainable, and mindful lifestyle. Remember, investing in self-care is not just a resolution. It's a commitment to living a fulfilled and sustainable life. It's time to start a new chapter in our well-being journey. So let's grab our favorite cozy beverage, find a comfortable space, and embark on this journey together in my virtual living room. Our previous guests have shared their wise and inspiring insights. So today we're going to hear from them and dive into the power of investing in ourselves through self-care practices. The mantra is investing in self-care by enjoying mindful and sustainable practices. What comes to mind when you think of self-care? Think beyond the conventional. Here's a snippet from my conversation with Dr. Orlena, where we explore new perspectives and broaden our horizons. I think context is really important too, in terms of self-care. We, we tend to isolate what we should be doing and what looks like being good um, without really thinking about what we're doing, the who we're spending time with. So what I mean to say is, for instance, my daughter loves to bake. She makes these wonderful breads and desserts and things, and she's always trying something new and experimenting and evolving. So what's wrong with not calling it cheating or indulging or being bad? Because I sat down with my daughter who made this beautiful dessert from scratch at a table together with some coffee and enjoy it. Can't that be self-care? Can't that be taking good care of yourself because you are not only sharing this thing that was made with love with each other, but, and yes, it's not a plate of vegetables, but it was made with love and it's being consumed in a way that 
the emotions. We're, we're taking care of ourselves emotionally and we're actually sitting and we're actually paying attention. Does that make sense? It does. And I totally, totally agree with you. Okay. So, you know, we are in a stressful situation and drinking a glass of beer is definitely a stress relief. But also I think there's another way of turning it on his head. And I like to drink a glass of beer at about five o'clock in the sun. So today is not a day because it's raining that I'm going to go and do that. But I think you're absolutely right. You can turn it on your head and say, do you know what? This is a celebration. I'm there with my husband and we're in our back garden and I'm looking at the weeds, pretending they're beautiful flowers. But you know, it doesn't matter. I can hear the bees buzzing and I can see the ants and a little lizard and all of these things. And I can celebrate this moment right now and go, do you know what? I'm so lucky that I'm alive. And I think you're absolutely right that you can celebrate these things. And I think historically, we've always used food as celebration. It is something. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if you look back in the past when food was much more difficult to make and you know, it took so much time and energy to create food, to grow food and then create food. But people did celebrate life with food. However, now we are in a society where food and calories are so easy to just pick off the shelf and we can eat them without thinking. And that's where the danger is. When you sit down with your daughter and you really celebrate the fact that she spent an hour or two hours in the kitchen and you recognize that, you're recognizing what's going into that food and what's mm. going into that experience. Mm -hmm. But so often we just take something and, you know, we have this emotion that we don't want to think about. For me, it's boredom. I know that that's my emotion that I try and get rid of. And it's so easy to pick something very high calorifically and just gobble it down and then move on and, and not think about what we've just consumed. And I think that's the danger. And if you are somebody who does that, I would urge you as well to have a healthy snack. But you know, <laughs> at least then, if you're eating vegetables, the amount of calories involved in it is far, far less than you know if you're drinking a fizzy drink or something which is very high sugar content. Ready to discover the life-changing power of authentic self-care? In the next segment, the highly regarded acupuncturist, Susan Grumbine, will reveal why it's not just a luxury, but a vital necessity for our well-being. Don't miss out on this opportunity to prioritize the most important person in your life, you. First of all, we do the world a disservice by reclassifying or separating out mental illness from absolutely every other list of bazillions mm -hmm. of what we call physical illnesses. Mm -hmm. You cannot separate out mind, body, and soul. A depressive disorder or the, or the sense of depression, anxiety disorder or the sense of anxiety or generalized anxiety is a very real medical diagnosis. We make ourselves such low priorities that unless it's obvious, we don't take care of it ourselves. We are socially and culturally conditioned to avoid self-care and it's wrong and it's counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You're going to break down. Mm -hmm. You are going to not be able to care for others because you can't care for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's very frustrating. I suffer from this myself and, and I've learned firsthand that you have to 
care for yourself. So I just wanted to share a personal experience with self-care that I had recently. Um, on a Sunday night, I was having some heart palpitations and I had been under a great deal of stress, more so than usual. I was feeling really exhausted and um, I suddenly broke out in a sweat and it didn't seem like a hot flash, felt like a very cold, clammy sweat. And so some of, but not all of symptoms that people can see as being a heart attack in a woman. You know, I was nauseous, this extreme exhaustion. I, I went to bed, woke up the next morning, and I didn't feel completely better. And so I went into work and, and I actually treated a patient and I thought, this is ridiculous that if this were someone I loved and I love myself, I would ask them to go to the emergency room in case it is a heart attack. So I canceled my clients for the day went to the emergency room, said, I don't think I'm having a heart attack, but these are my symptoms. It could be a heart attack. And so I took the time, the energy, and put myself first. But in years past, I wouldn't have done that. I would have plowed through. I would have felt that I was not taking care of others as I should be, not taking care of my business and let it go. But it could have been a heart attack. What made you go? I would have told any of my clients to do the same. And I have value. How do you stay motivated on your self-care journey? Well, two-time Olympian Mayano Kamani shares his winning insights. Instead of asking someone for an extrinsic value on why you should do something, you should have a starting point with your first why. Start there and along the way, you'll collect other reasons for doing it so that no matter what situation presents itself, you will still have a why for getting out of the door. It's like, oh, all the marathons are canceled for the year because of COVID. That's okay. I will still run because I like the way I feel when I'm running or I'm going to run in a new place because I like discovering new places on foot. If you have those reasons to run, you're always going to have a reason to run. But if you just have, if the only reason to run is one that someone else gave you, as soon as that's taken away, you're going to be lost. Um, and that's not a good feeling. Bayano and healthy aging expert and nutritionist Annie both agree that connecting to your why is essential to staying motivated and keep moving. Don't just take their word for it. Next time you're struggling, try starting with your why to see the positive impact it can have on your life. A number is like a bonbon, right? Like it's sweet, nice, but it's gone, you know, after 10 seconds. There is nothing deeply fulfilling about it. So you're 100% right. It really, the more you know yourself and the greater your values are ingrained, your actions are so easy to follow. That's why a New Year's resolution, without the values being very clear in your actions following in a logical way, in a respectful way, you know, that's why some people are very successful at these things and some people are not. When it's disconnected, of course you drop it because it is going to be hard. There is nothing fun about putting your shoelace, your, 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 your running shoes and lacing up when 
it is minus 10 outside. I am not going to lie. But I still do it because I go, this is bigger than a being cold for 10 minutes. This vision of health is way bigger than a temporary discomfort. Mm. So that, that is the way that I look at it. Mm. Mm. And now here's an ad from our sponsor. In the mood for coffee, tea, yummy pastries, or cool swag? My friends at Infusco have got you covered. Infusco Coffee Roasters is a cozy neighborhood coffee joint in Sawyer and St. Joseph, Michigan. Infusco stands for a healthy community. They craft irresistible seasonal drinks, sourcing local artisans' products. The flavors shine from quality ingredients, and their beans are roasted on site. They do not hide behind tons of sugar. Every time I go, I'm greeted by my name with a smile. Bad service is just non-existent. It feels like stepping into a friend's living room. They keep it personal. Old school, eclectic coffee mugs on the wall, fun merch, including stickers designed by artists, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. It's the perfect place to get to know your neighbors and chat with tourists. You will always find people deep in conversation. Special events keep it fresh. Community, health, the heart of Sawyer. That's in Fusco. I hope to meet you there. Hey, wise women. Starting with why gets us going, but Dr. Dana's pro tip is adding joy to the mix. Move with joy. Make each moment worth it. Yes, I think a lot of people make the mistake of believing that they need to do it, uh, you know, do a particular activity simply for the sake of their self-care or well-being. But part of, you know, replenishing your well-being is to find joy, if that makes sense. Um, so I always tell my patients, you know, particularly the ones where they come in and they say, I can't lose weight. I'm really struggling. You know, um, it's, it's to find something that you enjoy. It, sh- it shouldn't be a punishing activity, you know. Movement is great, but we also need time to restore in the outdoors. According to integrative health promoter and advocate, best-selling author, award-winning fitness industry leader and health journalist, Shirley Archer. Spending time in nature is allows the active processing part of our mind to rest. So that's why it stimulates creativity. It actually helps us to be more productive because looking at trees, looking at plants, um, not analyzing them like a botanist, but just simply enjoying nature, uh, engages a different part of our attentional um, mind, and it allows that analytic thinking part of our brain to actually relax and restore. Uh, people have a hard time realizing this, but our brains actually need downtime. Ready to turn your goals into reality? Coach Imogen Roy is here to guide you with the key ingredients for success. So in my work, I, I talk a lot about goals goal setting, goal achieving. And I would say that a goal is simply put a desire. 
a goal is recognizing that there is a gap between where you are now and where you want to be and that you have a desire to close that gap. And I see setting goals and working towards goals as a, as a spiritual practice of accepting radical responsibility for your own life and wanting to make your desires a reality. Because I don't, I don't believe that we have any control over what we desire. All we can control is how we decide to react. Hmm. So am I hearing you say that it's more of a journey and not so much a destination? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like when you make, okay, with goals, I think there's two types of goals. There's the sort of traditional externalized goals. So New Year's resolutions often fall into this category. Mm -hmm. There's already the sense of peer pressure, of external pressure, because everyone is supposed to set New Year's resolutions, right? And we're in the, you know, in the media, it's very clear which New Year's resolutions are better than others. You know, we should all be losing weight. We should all be dieting. We should all be, you know, whatever. And those types of goals can provide a lot of motivation initially, not necessarily always good motivation. So negative motivation is very motivating. Motivators like guilt and shame, fear, uh, they can be very powerful and effective, but they're not sustainable. The other type of goal is a goal which comes from within, which starts with how do I want to feel? What do I feel called to? What does my body want me to do? It's this kind of mind-body connection. And often those kind of goals maybe don't sound like real goals or, or other people might ask us, that's a goal? Why, why, why do you want that? Or they seem very small. They seem very safe. They seem very simple. But those can be the most powerful goals because of the place from which they've come. And also, again, it goes back to a, a real goal is deciding to design your life. Mm. And that can only come from within. You know, choosing, deciding and saying, I'm not going to wait for life to happen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to wait for some miracle to come from the outside and change me. It's deciding, no, I'm going to take action. I'm going to make small changes one by one. I won't settle for, for where I am now. I will design my life. That is what I think a real goal is. Are there key ingredients that we need to attain those goals? Is there a particular mindset to realize those goals? Mm, absolutely. So mindset is key. I would say two types of mindsets. Fixed mindset, growth mindset. Mm. A fixed mindset is a way of thinking like the way I am today is the way I'll always be. Hmm. People don't change. I can't see how that's possible. It's too late for me. That's a fixed mindset is this belief that if it hasn't happened already, it's not going to happen. 
that these are just the way things are and it's better to just accept. A growth mindset, on the other hand, is embracing new things. It's about being willing to try, to experiment. A growth mindset says, I'm curious about what I'm capable of. I'm willing to change my mind along the way. I'm willing to get it wrong, maybe, to be a beginner, to take an uncertain path where I'm not, I'm not, the outcome is not guaranteed. And a growth mindset is one which you, you commit to putting in the work without being certain of the result and also being open to the beauty and the surprise and the spontaneity of what life places in your path along the journey. And really with a growth mindset, it's about you know saying to yourself, no matter my age, no matter my experience, there is always something new to learn. Expert trainer Mike advises small, consistent steps for big improvements. The New Year's resolution doesn't work. Don't right? work. It don't work. I'm gonna go gym five days a week. Oh yeah, okay. And then go hard, and then stop. <laughs> so in two weeks, even with eating a little bit healthier, uh, if you can get them to eat at least twice a week healthy, pick two days that you can eat healthy. You know, pick like a Monday. You know, a Monday and a Wednesday. You know, just start off Monday and Wednesday. You make better decisions on those days. That's two days a week more than you ever did. So, like we say with that year, that's over hundred days eating better. Sure, that that's an accomplishment right there in itself. Yes, and let them know. It, it, yes, it's attainable. Look how easy it is attainable. It's important to remember that perfection is impossible, and failure is a natural and necessary part of taking care of ourselves. Yoga therapist Linda Lang suggests that self-compassion keeps us moving forward, even and especially during difficult times. Remember, you are doing the best that you can, and every step you take is a step in the right direction. So the first thing you learn is be kind to yourself. Become passionate. Don't deprive yourself. Don't take away the opportunity to be comfortable within your practice. So part of my answer to your question is take your yoga practices seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously in the practice. The practice is always there. The practice is always there. It's the most uncommon thing. And and people say, why do you minimize it? Why do you make it so easy? Because it doesn't feel so important. Well, I don't know where you learned that. Breathe, soften, breathe, soften more deeply. Deep healing takes place with a body that is deeply relaxed. Soften. Don't be so hard on yourself. Believe it or not, there are yoga teachers, there are yoga masters, there are gurus who don't spend time on a yoga mat. There are branches of yoga that people don't do asana. Their yoga is sound. Their yoga is silence. Their yoga is volunteerism. Their yoga is is religious, you know? So thank you for asking that question. How will I sustain it? If that's your question, you will disappoint yourself. Time and again, you'll say, oh man, I didn't practice this week. Oh, I didn't. uh, Well, of course not because you're human. And unless you're a rare human with extreme discipline, um, your idea of sustaining it is going to shift. So being a perfectionist, you ask that as a perfectionist. 
or a devotee who has the desire to have a daily practice, then I would say create a practice that you can sustain. Who says you have to do anything a certain way? Oh, I get up at four o'clock every morning and I practice my yoga for an hour and a half and then I chant for half an hour and then I meditate for an hour. No, not everybody does that. So you custom fit your yoga practice to fit who you are. And, and I call it yoga as lifestyle medicine. It's your lifestyle. So let's kick off a healthy 2024 by investing in self-care, by enjoying mindful and sustainable practices. I is for intellectual health. Be curious, have a growth mindset, manage frustration, be a lifelong learner, and recognize when you're wrong. S is for social health. Take care of others. Get involved in your community. Practice effective communication and take care of family and friends. E is for emotional health. Experience and express emotions fully and appropriately. Show empathy and compassion for others and respond to others' emotions. M is for mental health. Manage stress. Realize your potential. Foster self-esteem and be optimistic. S is for spiritual health. Reflect, contemplate, have a sense of purpose, practice hope, be altruistic, and believe. P is for physical health. Get regular exercise, sleep well, eat well, and get your screenings. And you can remember all those dimensions of health by investing in self-care, by enjoying mindful and sustainable practices. Before you go, I wanted to tell you about a leap that I took in my self-care journey. I actually wrote and played my own drum parts this year for the Health Raisers introduction. It was so much fun and I'm really proud of myself. I just had to share it with you and I hope you'll feel inspired to step out of your comfort zone and do something special for yourself too. Thanks for listening, and you can find the links for the prior ep- complete episodes in the show notes. <laughs>